This week's real estate topic is focused around taking emotion out of a real estate transaction. Uh, We wanted to touch on this today just because in our experience in the business, what we have noticed is that when you have too much emotion going into your transaction starting out, um, it's going to cause a lot of disruption throughout your transaction many times. Um, It's not due to the fact that you're showing you care, but rather to the fact that a lot of first time home buyers or just people that aren't really familiar with the process in general, um, when you add emotion to it, any little detail that you notice go wrong, that may not even really be a big deal, could be a huge deal to them now due to the fact that you've put so much emotion into the transaction. I feel like you're almost doing them a disservice yeah. at the same time. You know what I mean? Because you do, at the end of the day, like you have to do like the bottom line. It's like a legal transaction. And right. you pretty much have to, you don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but, and I've had to realize that, but sometimes you just got to say, this is it. This is what we got to do. And get it's it done. not me. And if you start with emotion, when you first start out the transaction, although you care about your clients and mm-hmm. you want to make sure you have their best interest at heart, if you've put too much emotion already into it and you're like getting excited for them over the one house that they may not even get now, they've already pictured themselves moving into it. So that can feel like a huge loss, not only to them, but they're going to feel like you as a realtor lost them because they're like, oh, like you pretty much helped me picture myself living in this house, but now I didn't even get accepted on an offer. They chose Mm. somebody else. They're going to almost look at you and be like, well, why'd you get me excited for this? Even if you didn't really do that much, you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I think taking pretty much a lot of the emotion out of there until you're closed at the table, then I'm like rooting and cheering everything. Um, you know, I think that's just super important to take away if you're a realtor that notices mm-hmm. that you've always have these highs and lows in your transactions and you feel just so much emotion throughout it. Like if something big happens, like somebody doesn't accept your pick or something like that and you can't just find a quick solution without like a bunch of emotion in it, then you're going to have struggles going into the next like transaction. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it carries on, right? Like yeah. if you feel like everything is a big, huge task and you're telling your clients it's a big, huge task or this is a huge defeat for us, they're going to be like, yeah, you're yeah. right. This is a huge defeat. Like mm-hmm. you suck. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you set the tone hundred yeah. percent. So, I mean, of course, like keep it positive and stuff, you know what I mean? Exactly. But like also, yeah, be, you know, professional And with real estate, you have to keep in mind that things change literally by the hour, Mm -hmm. sometimes by the fucking half an hour. So like, I don't really, I try not to let them know, even if it's good news and I really want to tell them until I have whatever it is in my hand, signed, everything. Or like, same with, you know, like I don't tell the other side things until like 100%, like I have a release in my hand or I have this. You just have to know, like, yeah, you can't let emotion get the best of you. And, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so you can definitely tell all my emotions. So this is definitely a struggle for me. I don't know about you guys. Plus, I used to. In the beginning, I think one of my first transactions, and of course, I was new to the business. I mean, brand new. This was like my very first client. They were young, first um, time homebuyer couple, and uh, they were super nice. But I think I ended up showing them 40 houses because I didn't have boundaries. I was excited for them overly. So everything was like, I was putting emotion into it, like, oh, you know, like all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, I need to pull back and think more business mindset. And it really, it actually, 
made it worse as a transaction because they went to go list again. They never used me again. I mean, I went above and beyond for them. So even though I know I was doing everything right to them, there must've been something that they felt was too, maybe too emotional, not good enough, whatever it may be. So once I started making it more business mindset and caring enough without overly putting everything I have into this one couple, Mm -hmm. I started noticing even better relationships. Yeah. And I know it's such a weird line because it's like, well, don't you want to care about your clients? Like, you know, it's so weird to say like, you, I don't want to give them too much, but it's not at the same time because it is business, like, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to find that line. And like your clients aren't always going to like you and you can't take that shit personally. Mm-hmm. Like I have so learned that a hundred percent because yeah. yeah, you can't, some people you just can't make happy. Like they're going <laughs> to like you and you find they're going to get frustrated with you. They're going to get, you know, like, especially now with all the offers, you mm-hmm. know, that you might have to put out for a house, they're going to get, they're going to put that on you. Like everything is going to be your fault, good yeah. or bad, basically. Mm-hmm. And throughout the transaction, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. But I mean, I always try to like at the closing table, hopefully it does end on a good note. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just one of those things you just have to know. You can't make everybody happy. Just yeah. make sure you're you're doing your job. You're being professional. You, you know, you did everything that you said you were going to do. You delivered. Exactly. And that's all you can do at the end of and the day. And don't take it personal. Yeah. When you no. feel like you've done your job and you've done everything you can do remember like especially once you've done a ton of transactions you start realizing like oh that wasn't on me it's just how they felt about the situation Mm -hmm. I mean maybe you could have said it better like you know if it was like a big issue within the contract or something you could have uh, stated it to them a better way so that they didn't Mm -hmm. take it as personal maybe but at the same time like you have to not take it personal because you're just doing your job and you probably did a great job it's just like you said they might be just never happy or Mm -hmm. whatever but the more personal you take it it's gonna screw you over and especially because we have like, I mean, our job is pretty much like 24 seven, yeah. you know, not okay. We yeah. sleep and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're not like, you know, whatever, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like it's one of those that we, you can't just leave it at the office because like, obviously we, we work whenever we have to. Right. Um, so I think that's, what's kind of hard is there's really no separation of like personal. That's true. I know there should be, but, but really it's, it's mm-hmm. really hard. Cause you have people like texting and calling you all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it's a very like personal kind of relationship. So, yeah, you get a text at 11 o'clock at night, like, hey, you up? Um, I need to go see this house where you're like, oh, this is kind of personal. <laughs> I'm like, should I answer them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably yeah. I do because I suck at boundaries. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think that's probably why it's so hard is just it's not like, oh, I had a bad day at the office, you know, and you right. can just leave it there because you probably have to yeah. communicate with them throughout the night about things right. or whatever. Especially so. if there's a deadline mm-hmm. that needs to be met. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important for you to like know who you're working with and like Mm -hmm. know your buyers, because if you know that they're a certain personality type, shout out disc assessment. I love that Maria. Right. I mean, it's just like, but it's one of those things where you really understand how to make the transaction work. They don't have to have the same personality as you. It's just like, okay, they are more analytical. They like seeing numbers. Okay, so you know how to present things to them. And the relationship with them. Yeah, and it improves 100%. And I just, I guess, like set the expectations like pretty straightforward. And and this comes with experience though, because I was like you, I was very emotional the Mm -hmm. whole, like in the beginning. But at the same time, if they don't want to work with you, now, I don't want to work with someone that doesn't want to work with me, you yep. know? So it's just one of those things that it sucks. It sounds bad. Like I definitely have like a little sting, but at the same time, you can spend that energy Elsewhere. with someone else. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah. Talking all things real estate, fitness, and lifestyle. This 
is Selling Sunrise, your go-to podcast. Good weather is right around the corner here in Virginia Beach, and you know what that means. Time to start drinking those orange crushes. So head over to the 7th Annual Crush and Run. It's at the Shack, April 22nd, 2023, and it starts at 10.30 a.m. After you're all done, head over to the Shack for an after party and enjoy your free orange crush. You will receive a service, which you can immediately use at Waterman's Chicks and the Shack, which will get you $5 orange crushes for the remainder of 2023. If you are not interested in participating in the 5K, they are accepting volunteers for a couple hours, and that will get you into the after party as well. And if you simply can't do either, they are selling after party tickets for $10. All proceeds go to three local charities, Eliza Hope Foundation, An Achievable Dream, and Waterman's Dream, all charities that help kids in need. So go and get your tickets today. Hey guys, and welcome back to Selling Sunrise, episode 11. Yay. Um, I hope you enjoyed our real estate topic um, of the week. We are going to start doing that at the beginning of every episode now. So look forward to that. That way, if you are not a buyer, not a seller right now, and not a realtor, and you just want to know what our real estate you know, tip is, we'll start every episode off nice and early with that. So that way you guys can listen to it or not. And then we'll have our intro and we'll get right into our actual other topic of the day so that you guys can move on from that part if you don't want it <laughs> you know when you're like listening to a podcast and you know they have all the ads in yep. the beginning just it's like our ad but we don't get paid for it unless you buy a home with we us kind of do get paid for it in if a weird way us. you know you know mm-hmm. So you guys have been on the journey of Lindsay's shoulder with us <laughs> and how she's pretty much injured it from pull and yes. uh, is kind of trying to rehab it at this point so go ahead tell them what happened this week with rehab well <laughs> rehab so shout out real fast to Kate she is a chiropractor she works out of awaken inside um, one of my really good friends Eric owns it it's over by Oceana base it's a great fucking gym and um, yeah she moved here from Arizona for him they're dating they're so cute and she really knows her shit so she has been helping me she gave me all the PT exercises um and I go in there like a few times a week to do adjustments or like soft tissue work so last week we did um what is it uh grass graston yes okay the graston so basically they take this metal like scraper looking thing it's not like a it doesn't feel like a scraper on your skin I don't know how to describe it it. depending on where yeah I don't know some places really hurt but basically when she, after she did it, they like put it against like your muscles or whatever and like kind of press. And I felt fucking fantastic when I left there. So needless to say, I had to head right over to the pole studio, try it out. And she was just like, yeah, like kind of let's see what you can do, kind of handle. Well, I was like a fucking crackhead when I saw that pole and I was just like, I could barely warm up because I was so excited. And like everything that I started trying to do basics, but forgot basics and just was like yeah everything feels great going right to spin pole turn that shit on spin and was doing all of the shit I probably should have not done yet and got off feeling like fucking shit like I did stop though once it started hurting I didn't push it more so um but yeah needless to say I was in pain the past few days and then I went in there yesterday told her that and she was like um like I told you to like kind of like try things out maybe not like go ham on there but so anyways, she was like, hey, we're going to do like some cupping or whatever. So 
love cupping. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I've never had it before. You never. Yeah, I have one. Never. I can do it to you. Really? Yeah, I have one at home. Do you just amazing. take like a normal suction cup and just do it, or how does no. it work? <laughs> I have an actual kit. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's like. <laughs> Kendall's what the fuck yeah. of the day. Here we go. Can you just use anything in the kitchen? Like, can like I just how long does the bruising you? stay? Well, look at her shoulder. Yeah, so, so she say. got her cupping done. Well, she yeah. wears it well though. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's right? not like I was. It like, matches oh with my dress. dress. Yeah, you know, um, it can last. I mean, up to four days. It can be a week. I mean, it really just depends on the severity. Um, she said the one on my shoulder is going to last for a minute. Yeah, that one's pretty deep. Yeah. So, so you got that done. Yeah. So she was like, okay, when I put this on, I want you to do like a motion. She was like asking me what motion hurt when I did pull. And like, actually, surprisingly, a lot of it did not hurt. Um, I think that when I was holding on by that arm and using my, like, basically just holding on by that arm, like yeah. being an asshole, that's when I hurt it. Um, but so she was like, okay, you're going to do the motions of like you're on the pole. So then she was like, sorry I don't have anything for you to like actually you know like we don't have a pole here and like we were like laughing so she gave me like a PVC pipe and was just pretend, I had to pretend like it was I was grabbing the pole and like doing like pole motions or whatever and I was like really fucking funny it's so funny it'd almost be funny if you had nothing you're just like stroking you're like, I did like, do that at first though and she was like let me get you a PVC pipe because I was just like grabbing like ding 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 yeah. like, let me try this do you try like do an invert on the PVC pipe oh yeah let's just just fucking hurt myself more i'm not gonna be inverting for a long time guys yeah. that's that's sad but but you feel like you're rehabbing like you feel like it's actually getting a little better by the day yeah but your joint's not sticking out anymore her ac joint was like i thought she dislocated at first because i looked at her shoulder she's like does this look right and i was like well no. it's my clavicle that's sticking out yeah yeah right yeah part of the joint yeah, yeah. it was yeah, it wasn't looking good. Yeah. It was not looking good. But now yes. they look more normal. It looks yeah. more normal. I was a little worried because then I had to like bartend all weekend. So like Saturday night, um, Ash came and visited me. So that was cool. But yeah, my shoulder was hurting like a fucking bitch that day. It really hurt. So it's just day by day. <laughs> That's why my drink was so strong. She couldn't put her shoulder down. Once it's in one position, she's like, I got to keep Was it a mocktail or was it? No, I She drank. was good though. She had Dang. one. I'm, I haven't had any alcohol. I you wish that was me. That's good. Which is shocking for me because I don't usually like. I, yeah, I wouldn't you, just have one drink. Yeah. going. but she was working. And I was like, I feel like it's yeah. appropriate to have like her show me her drink yeah. services. No, I no. What am What am I gonna? That's bad. That's yeah. naughty. No, I I honestly yeah. I don't it's worth a lot, it. Period. But yeah, I mean, not worth I, the. Calories, I probably would have too. Yeah. Ever and since then, working at Dorican, they've corrupted me. Yeah, so. seriously. And then that guy came in and he Oh my like, God, I drank so much 1942. Oh he bought like almost a whole bottle on Friday night and was like giving that shit out. Yeah. So Who am she, I to say no to that? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like $40 a shot. And so this is a funny story. So you had it the night before mm -hmm. and you said that you got like pretty much shit faced off of Oh, that. I was, yeah, I was done. Yeah. So then that guy came back in when I was in there and he looks at me and he's like, do you want to take a 1942 shot? I was like, well, sure. And then you were like, oh, they're like 40 bucks a shot or whatever. So I 48. Text, 48? 48. Okay. So I text Luke and I'm like, hey, we have that brand new bottle of 1942 at the house. Like, you know, we've been considering like, should we give it as a gift to a really nice like client one day? Like, what should I do with the bottle? Should we drink it? Whatever. And he's like, well, now we know what to charge when people come over. Drink that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you guys you come gotta over drink like that shit. $48. Okay. Then you can have some. It's so good. Yeah. I actually really didn't feel that bad until like I had to go to work on Saturday because drinking the good stuff you mm -hmm. know yeah but it's good yeah if you so. like tequila there's probably I people there like ew like why are you i love tequila that? yeah right? oh, so 
It was so delicious. But yeah, probably didn't help my sh- like whole shoulder thing I got going on. I'm supposed to be being healthy and recovering, but it's okay. I heard tequila is a good Healing blood mechanism. flow. <laughs> yeah, it's something. It comes with blood flow, right? I, cur- I didn't feel my shoulder on <laughs> yeah. Friday night, so there <laughs> so was that. Great. I had a break of that. Yeah, so it's working. <laughs> Somewhat, you yeah. know. So each week I'm going to be bringing you guys a fitness tip from now on as well. Um, We just felt like we should talk more about fitness, seeing as I run a fitness business as well. And I feel like a lot of you have been asking about it. So why wouldn't we add that in here? So my fitness tip or topic of this week uh, for you guys is find your why, because if you are new to lifting or if you've been lifting for decades, whatever it may be, you need to remember your why. I have a lot of clients that, you know, they'll train with me for maybe like a year or two and they've lost the weight now. They feel pretty good. And they're like, I just, I lack motivation. Okay. Well, not everybody's going to have motivation. Or they hit like a plateau or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or it's a plateau. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, you know, I don't really have the drive to go to the gym anymore. I just feel like you know, I feel fine and you know, what's driving me. So that's when I have to bring it back to like, well, what's your why? Like what made you get all mm-hmm. the out of your bed in the first place? And you know, your why may change down the road. It, your original why may just be, I needed to lose weight because I was on the verge of having a heart attack, mm-hmm. something very serious. Right. Um, but your why is going to change. I mean, if you all of a sudden you get all the fat that you're looking to get off your body is off and you're feeling good and healthy, you're going to be like, well, why do I need to go to the gym anymore? Well, remember that original, you know, why was to stay healthy and to not go to the hospital. Um, and then the other way to look at it too, if you're not worried about that anymore, well, you must have a new why. There's always going to be a new mm-hmm. why. Maybe now it's to build muscle. Maybe you want to now shape your body to look better. Maybe it's because you know that when you go to the gym, you're actually a better person in your relationship because mm-hmm. now your mindset's better, right? Mm-hmm. So you just have to remember your why um, every single time. And I just feel like that's a really good starting topic to tell you guys about um, in our podcast, just because if you're new or long-term, you have to know your why in in order to continue on your journey. So when I was a kickboxing instructor, like we had this um, six week challenge and we were supposed to like promote that. And to me, I felt like I was doing them a disservice because that six week challenge, they're not gonna see much of a difference. I mean, yeah, they might lose a couple pounds, but to me, I'm like, I would always sell like a full year membership because that was like building a routine like and stuff like that. But I would always say like, do you have an event coming up? I would do that and yes, Weddings happen once, maybe four times right. for you, whatever the case may be. But, but like, like why still? Yeah. I feel like that's definitely a good motivation. I can at least say it for me, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And you're right. The challenges are hard. I, oh. I've i run a few of them. Yeah. And, you know, they work for a little bit, Um, but it's really, I started realizing the reason I was doing the challenges in the first place was mm-hmm. to get people just motivated. And they fall and, in love with it too. Yeah. With the results, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a good, but, oh shit. Sorry. Um, Kendall's just attacking her computer with her. Everything is dropping in here today. Um, Everything's falling apart. But I felt like it's different when you're like, I guess it goes with the financial part of it too, because these like six week challenges were like four or 500 bucks. To Mm -hmm. me, that's kind of like robbery in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it is crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, start out small. They might really love the results and you get them more long-term if they're able to afford it, you know? So that's kind of how I, mine were only like $70 for And that's totally reasonable. That makes sense. See, and it's like, I, I just felt like I was looking at somebody and saying, you're going to lose 50 pounds and then we'll waive the sign up fee. I, I, 
I, I don't like yeah. that either. It's mm-hmm. a business tactic, but it's not a health tactic. Yeah. Right? It's not it's not healthy. Have you guys ever heard of the one where you pay into it and then you get paid back if you reach your goal? So it's like incentive, right? So I want to lose 20 pounds and it's with like in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So you pay, let's say 500 bucks because the more you put on the table, typically, you know, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to lose that. But if you don't lose all that weight, you just lose all that money. That's if exactly you do, what ours was. And it's yeah, like, if you do, you get plus. It's dirty. But it sucks because with weight, again, with us women, it's like. Mm-hmm. fluctuates. Yeah. yeah or like my body. And I think about. yours is similar. Yeah. Like yeah. unless we're like crash dieting, like I don't lose weight. Like I look di- way different, but I don't. It takes a yeah. lot to make me lose weight. 100%. Like yeah, it's numbers on the scale. When people do yeah. it like that. Though. It is. It's, it really, it's is. really sad because it's like you lose. I mean, I guess if that's what's going to make you jumpstart your your yeah it helps jumpstart but then a lot of people they like have such high expectations of like well i want 30 pounds off but then they're like okay you have to do it in six weeks and a mm-hmm. lot of people get like 25 or something that's yeah like, well you know and you could be yeah don't get your money back yeah <laughs> like it's, it, it sucks like that's that's literally what ours is based off of and i would always just sell like i would never be one that would win like we would have like sales competitions and stuff and mm-hmm. i would always I would never win because I was always trying to do full year memberships because I, I think because I also loved it so much that I wanted everyone to just like continue to come. And it's like, I mean, it's fun when you start doing it every day more than six weeks. Yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. hundred percent. So find your why and stick to it and keep reevaluating it at the same time if you need to, because um, it's super important. You're not always going to have motivation. Um, I definitely, it's been 12 years of consistently working out and I have not woken up every day like woohoo like mm-hmm. lately yeah I'm back in my mindset but you know it comes down to discipline and remembering like why did I start this in the first place and every time I tell myself my original why I get out of my bed immediately so mm-hmm. hopefully you guys do too cool so what about people pleasing <laughs> switching the subject <laughs> so um how often do you guys not say no to everything and anything a lot I'm like the yes woman. That's like my I issue. Be, yeah. You're, wait, you used to be like that too? Yeah. I literally would just, I, I see the thing is, is I would say yes. And I just didn't want everyone saying yes. And I would just, it would get to me and I would be like, yes. Like I would just be <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. It was just so awkward. Like I could never say no. And I get it from my mom. It, I hope so you said it like nice. that to everybody though. I hope everybody that asked you, you're like, mm, yes. <laughs> I feel like you should have like a mustache, like a curled mustache Mm, and like a cane, like yes, Yes. and a top hat. (laughs) And a bonicle or one eye, the whatever they're called, the eye. What did you say? You know, like the glass eye that you like. The magnifying glass. (laughs) Oh my God. Like an orange meme of you. (laughs) Oh, and then they just like paint me orange. Actually, (laughs) y'all. <laughs> Pay me like one of your. <laughs> you could just girl. get in one of your one of your baths, <laughs> one of your like little like tan baths. Mm-hmm. Or she has her little thing and she's inspecting the water. Yes. <laughs> People about to shut this shit off. <laughs> I didn't say it like Henry would be like, there's enough dinner in there. And she'd be like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be my favorite. Go. I got to be so bad. Seven days later. Um, People pleasing. Okay. Yep. My experience with uh, people pleasing 
for me, um, people pleasing was very like hard to notice. I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, I knew I wanted to do a little bit of like everything. And I do generally like genuinely believe I enjoy keeping myself busy and like doing a lot. But on the other hand, once I was older and I like now look back, I realized a lot of it actually came from like feeling as if like, you know, there was like a sense of feeling like I'm not good enough or like I wasn't doing enough or like somebody would be mad if I said no, right? But like once I acknowledge it in my adult years um, and started saying no, like things felt much harder than even when I was people pleasing, I feel like, because now you're acknowledging like you're acknowledging how you feel as like a people pleaser. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like it was hard growing up and like thinking like you're doing like overworking yourself. But I think into the adult years when you start realizing like, oh my gosh, I'm in like this fight or flight response mode and you actually start acknowledging that, I feel like that was even harder for me because now it was like I was taking care of my body and myself as human. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I couldn't find the line of like, was I becoming overly selfish or was I genuinely starting to put myself first in a healthy way because mm-hmm. as a people pleaser now if you start pulling back and you do say no once instead of yes you feel like a bitch <laughs> yeah you, you feel know? like a bitch yeah. or you feel like okay. and then you over explain mm-hmm. yeah yes so i don't know is that what you guys experienced um with your <laughs> <laughs> going to kendall first uh what people pleasing yeah like did you so did you notice yours all the way from your when you were a kid and then into adulthood you felt like once you recognized Mm. it more it got even harder because now you've learned to say no and it was like that hurt your heart so much to like try and even find that that space i mean i've gotten i'm okay so my mom i'm like the (laughs) spinning image of my mom because she says yes to everything yes yes um she says yes to everything she's like one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet though and she never says no yeah but it's like I can see that and I will realize like when I'm having conversation with like Henry or like anybody else, I can pick up like the people pleasing aspects that my mom does and I realize I'm doing it, but I tell her, you know, I don't know. It's so you've hard been able to, to recognize it while growing up. Yes. So you probably, so you're saying you did it as a kid as well. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you yeah. people please, but mm-hmm. you were able to recognize it through a lot better when I was older. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can see it because my mom does like, is like, does it all the time. So when I tell her like, mom, just say no, like stop signing yourself up to do stuff, Yeah, you know? But like when I say that the next thing, you know, next day I'll be doing the same exact thing. And I'm like, holy shit. It's such a hard pattern to break. Yeah. No, it really is. Cause you don't want to dis, you don't want to disappoint anybody. You want everybody to be happy. But when you're saying no, you feel like, you're gonna disappoint them and you're considering everybody else's feelings and you're not focusing on your own and that right. backfires more than you think. Yeah, because you're not true to yourself then. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's sad about it is now looking back in my life, like maybe I like one of everything. So like I used to tell my mom as a kid, like I'm gonna do one of everything before I die. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, be a doctor, be an actor, be like, mm-hmm. I wanna be everything. I never was like the kid that was like, just like maybe one or two things. And now looking back, it's like, is that a form of people pleasing? Because I feel like I wanted to maybe be liked for being mm-hmm. able to be well-rounded. You know, I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to do everything. And now I cannot niche myself to save my life because I like everything, which I genuinely do like a lot Mm -hmm. of things, but I probably need to realize that some of it can be released, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't need a lot of that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay not to be in with somebody on this topic or like the same thing as somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you don't, especially like, I don't know if 
if you've been like this too, where like in relationships too, where you're just going with the flow of everything and you're not speaking up about how you feel about things and you're just, cause you don't want to hurt the other person or it makes you upset or whatever the case may be. Do not do that right. because it's just like building up fire within you and then you just explode. Like I said, people pleasing backfires in the end, the more you do it. So yeah. especially relationship wise, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. going into a relationship where you feel like you can't be authentic. And once again, I mean, there's always going to be that fine line of like, okay, you can't always be overly selfish, right? Like that's mm-hmm. always going to be a thing. You have to be selfless when it comes to relationships. That's how a relationship works. But yeah, if it's always one-sided and you're always like doing something that even isn't maybe appropriate for what your morals are or like whatever mm-hmm. you feel like is true to you and you're just giving in because you're like, well, he's hot. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's a good relationship like it's clearly not because you're not authentic mm-hmm. right yeah I think that's probably like my one area I mean I've always people please because I feel like I always wanted to get the validation like I always needed mm-hmm. to be told like I did a good job or that people are happy mm-hmm. with me and then I would feel good about myself yeah like I never just gave it to myself because I'm like so hard on myself and like such a like perfectionist perfectionist type. yeah like I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I think like recently and me and you had talked like I had given up the people pleasing thing. Like I don't feel bad about saying no. I don't over explain myself if I don't feel like doing something. I just don't do it. And like I just focus on like me more. But like the one area that I just can't seem to get over is the like the romantic side. And I see it even like the last one. Like I see it. I mean, I erupted because I had just kept pushing down and like, yeah, there, there's a very fine line. Like you can't have every, you can't have everything, but the things that are really important to you, if you keep like abandoning those, Mm. you know what I mean? Like for me, like quality time is like my number one thing. And like I kept, but I did keep voicing it, but it wasn't getting fixed. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just got to like my breaking point, but like, I mean, I will take a lot of, you know, like I, it was my fault too, because I didn't. I just kept thinking it was going to change and like, you know, yeah, but I see that in like pretty much every relationship I've been in. I see the same thing. Yeah. And yeah, you could have just kept going with the relationship mm-hmm. and just kept telling him like, it doesn't bother me. Like I'm okay with that. And that would be people pleasing because you're right. not letting yourself be authentic mm-hmm. at or, that you're point like, or caring about yourself. Yeah. You're caring about the other person fully and not getting anything in return. Yeah. At all. I think I, I started like realizing like what I, what I think about somebody like it was like crazy because it's crazy that this has never like until you know not that long ago I've never even like considered this but it was like when you're on a date like instead of like the whole time like oh my god I wonder what he's thinking I wonder how he feels about me regardless of like in the back of my mind like most of the time I'd be like I don't even like this dude like you know like going on but like at the end of the day I would be so concerned with like what they thought Mm -hmm. and then I'm like well what the fuck and like someone was like you need to be more concerned with like what you think than what they think Mm -hmm. and then I it was like this like thing went off and I was just like yeah like I'm never concerned about what I think I'm always like wanting to get that validation so it goes back to people pleasing yet again Mm -hmm. so it's definitely something I'm really trying to fix I guess to the my point is maybe I don't people please as much like in my, you know, like my friend life mm-hmm. or whatever than like my relationships definitely. But, um, you know, so they don't really like if I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go do this. Even if I said I was going to do it up until that day and I say no, like they're not really like 
they're not those. It's just like, they're like, it's Lindsay. Yeah. You know, they might give me like a little bit of shit, but it's like, Mm -hmm. we're adults. Yeah. At this point, we. Things happen. Yeah. Things are important that aren't always, you know, worth going to paint a board that night. You know, it might be fun Mm -hmm. and I want to do that with you, but there might be something more severe or serious that I really need to, you know, just do, or maybe I just need to unwind that night. And I feel like this is a weird one because it's like the whole finding your like, like just sitting at home and watching TV does feel wrong to me. Like when I just need to take a break from everything that's still, I'm like trying to get over. Like when I know that there's like friends going out and having like a Mm -hmm. really good time. And I'm like, I really just need a night to myself. But then I'm like, okay, but you really do because now tomorrow you have showings all day. Plus Mm -hmm. you have to edit the podcast or you have Mm -hmm. to, you know, do fitness clients. Like there is a lot going on. And if I know that's my only night to unwind, then like, why would I sacrifice? I don't feel bad at all. Maybe it's more FOMO than people pleasing. I'm more like, I have a serious case of FOMO. Yeah. Maybe it's more like the memory. I was going to say, if I really want to go and I'm forcing myself to stay in, I can't remember the last time I've done that. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm so usually there. always doing something, you, do you know. You do what you want to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. yeah, I do whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah I do yeah. what I want to do. So I don't really have that. But, like, if I know I shouldn't be doing something and then I'm, like, eh, for a second maybe. But then I'm, like, oh, I, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. Oh, I'm going to watch. I have a zillion shows I need to catch up on since I stopped reality and now I'm back into reality shows. Yeah. She's back. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't really have that. Like, I, yeah, like I keep saying, it's just the romantic relationships for me. It's like, yeah. oh, I feel like I need to go do this. Or if I know they had a rough week and like maybe I did too, but I didn't express it as much. And then like I'm running mm-hmm. all over trying to like, you know, maybe like get their favorite like ice cream or like do something mm-hmm. nice for them you know what yeah. I mean like but you're not doing it because you almost genuinely want to you're yeah. doing it because you're like oh I hope they're not like you know as mad mm-hmm. at me now or like I hope it just makes them happy because yeah I, I hope they or, like want to be with me more that's probably yeah, that's yeah. probably the hidden agenda and all of it because yeah. I think that also goes back to like self-worth which I'm like really working on which is like really crazy to say I feel like just out loud but yeah I feel like my self-worth has been like something I've always struggled with like I think that's hand in hand with perfectionism like I just never feel enough so I think like I always do like little things to try to be Mm -hmm. like oh you know like how could they not like me if I do this and that and it's like the end of the day there are people and they have their own feelings Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make you any less you know I feel like a lot of females go through that. So you're not the only one. A lot do. And I'm sure, you know, mom's going to listen to this. She could be like, screw you. But it stems from parents a lot, especially moms that Mm -hmm. grew up with the generation before. Their parents probably instilled a lot of this, like, how do I look? Women had to be, like, put together constantly. So I'm sure that's, like, flown down from generations, too, of, like, you need to, especially as a woman, we always are nurturing. We're the caring type. We're the, you know please people make sure they're okay make sure your guy's okay yeah so it's like it is I mean it's not saying that it's not a good thing and that women nurture and like that we're caring not at all but it's more so just find a line of like make sure you're like you know not doing it just to do it Mm -hmm. and make sure that everybody likes you but more so because you know it feels good and your heart and you feel good and authentic at the end of the day and you want to help people or you want to go to that just because you that. should be like this or you right should, yeah yeah because I feel like it was more societal at least from my grandma so my grandma was very um they were born like the 20s and she was very like got her hair done weekly you yes. know got the curls did um you know wouldn't leave the house without like looking perfect and my grandpa did everything for her so it was very like it's all about appearance you know she was the one that wanted me to get my nose done originally when I was 18 she was like I just feel like your, your life grandma? would be so much easier and I was like oh wow oh. yeah I guess you're right though <laughs> 
you know? So it was always kind of instilled in me that it was like, you know, appearance is a big deal, right? Or if I got a little bit big, she'd be like, oh, you know, maybe we could just not eat as much today. My mom would cut it, take away my snacks. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, especially that generation, it's kind of instilled a lot of that people pleasing. And if your parent took that on and has kept it going with Mm -hmm. you, you know? But it's interesting how many of us are noticing it with this generation now that we get to talk about it so much. Yep. They didn't really talk about it then. They just did it, right? Mm-hmm. They just lived that. Um, and now we get to actually be open about it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few questions for you guys that I found. So here's how to see, apparently, if you've broken the cycle of people pleasing. Question number Go. one. Your friend randomly texts you and asks you to help her move something at her house. So this wasn't scheduled. It's just random, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I just need your help. Can you come help me? But you just came down with the flu or are under the weather of some sort that day. What do you do? Tell her I'm sick. Like, say, I'm really sorry. I'd love to help you, but I'm, like, really not feeling good. Yeah. If I'm contagious, (laughs) I won't go. You're not contagious. Then what? Then I'll go. Then you'll go. Mm Mm-hmm. What if you don't want to go? What if you feel crappy? What if you are just like so relaxed in your bed? You have you're yeah, like not I'm feeling good. Still going? Yeah. Um. Say me. You could say actually. I would say maybe tomorrow if I'm feeling better. Yeah. I would add that in. I would probably yeah. say something like that. Like I can. I feel shitty today, but like tomorrow I definitely can. Or I would say something like that. Yeah. Like, I always bring the bad news, but like I don't make it sound bad because I'm coming in with the good no. news. No, mm, yes, mm, yes, <laughs> yes, I actually no can. problem. Yes, yeah, that's like it's. These are all hard questions because it's like you can you want to help your friend move, of course, like because they need it. But mm-hmm. like this comes down to taking care of your health at this mm-hmm. point, right? And I think that's what the question is trying to allude to yeah. is like, are you just saying yes because the person? you know, needs your help and has no, like, do they have nobody else they can ask? And you're Mm. still like, no, no, I can do it. I can do it. And then if you say no while being sick, do you feel really guilty about it? Because you're sick, you're at home, like you don't feel good. You know what I mean? Do you sit there and then think about it? Like, oh man, should I have said no? Like she probably really needs my help. Or are you okay with your answer? Um, Kind of feel guilty, don't you? Yeah. It depends. Yeah. It honestly depends. It's hard. Because, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Nowadays, I don't really feel guilty for shit, so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would feel guilty necessarily. Yeah. But I think that's okay because- I think if I added in the tomorrow, I wouldn't feel as bad. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yep. Because it's like, can you just wait till but tomorrow? But then that goes like, back to over-explaining, right? right? But then so it's then yeah. is that people-pleasing? Shit. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of courteous. So it's but it like, might be feel better my best friend. Yeah, it yeah. might be. Yeah, exactly. But if, I don't think you have to explain it fully. You can just say, if I feel better tomorrow, I'd love to help you, period. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You don't have to be like, well, because I'm throwing up in the toilet right now and I might be tomorrow, I may be able to help you, but I blah, blah, you know, just blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But rather, you know, if I'm feeling better tomorrow and you can wait till tomorrow, I'm happy. I used to like rehearse my answers in my head or oh, like try that's... to come up with like the best possible excuse. Like I would think about it for so long before I respond because I knew I was bad. just going to back out. <laughs> yeah. You know, but whereas now I'd be like, yeah, no, like <laughs> just no. Yeah. I love you, but I feel like shit. Yeah. yeah you always, I'll add the, I love you, but <laughs> this is what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Number two, you go to a restaurant and you're full. Like you don't want to eat more. You've like decided in your head, like I'm done. Like I'm good. But your friend wants you to get dessert with them. What do you say? No. Easy answer. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. I'd just be like, I'm full. I might have like a bite if you get it, but I'm done. Yeah. You're good. 
I feel like I'd be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last one is you have a big project to get done for work by tomorrow morning, but you made plans to go see your friends. So it's kind of like what I said before with like work on a Friday night or something. Um, like what do you do? So big project, you have to get it done by tomorrow, like morning ish. Right. And, but you did make plans technically with this friend. Can you say no to that knowing that you have work to get done? Yes. Yeah. I'm like very guilty of like, oh, it, I kind of use work as like an excuse all the time. Yeah. Because we do work all the time. <laughs> which is that people, I don't know, but like, I'm like, I got to work. Yeah, we do work all the time though. Yeah. yeah, no, I feel like my friends and they get it like, and if they're a new friend and they don't get it, well, we're probably not going to continue our friendship because yeah. this is, this is my life. Yeah. You know, you no. that. I think, I- yeah. Cause you have priorities. I think mm-hmm. once you have your priorities and like what you want in your life and you're like focused on that, I think everything kind of just comes together. Right. hundred percent. You know, I think, um, I definitely would have in that situation before I over explained for sure. Uh, yeah. I me too. Definitely been like, you don't understand this project is so important. Yeah. Like I could get fired. Like, but like just something crazy. And it's like, dude, chill first off, because yeah. like they're your friend. Like once again, if they don't understand, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like, simple to the point. It has to be done. Yeah. I feel like I used to like make all these, I don't know, like all these plans. Like I'd be like, um, you know, in the moment, sometimes I'd feel like really social. I'd be like, make all these plans. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to it, always fucking back out. Yeah. And then I would feel like, yeah, I'd make a thousand excuses or like have to come up with something that I felt was just like, instead of being like simply like, hey, you know, really, really sorry. Like, I'm just, you know, maybe sometimes last minute is not the best thing. But, yeah, you know, like, hey, I like really just I've had a really busy week, like, can we just do this another time? Yeah. And then exactly. I don't give a date because I don't know when I'm going to feel like it again, you know, yeah, like yes. life happens. That's, that's the way to address it too. I think so many of us, like even once you get over maybe the people pleasing, you're like, you don't still want to tell them like the absolute truth. So like, you're still like on that verge. So it's like you said no, but then you also have this line of kind of being like, well, um, I just feel really sick tonight, blah, blah, blah. But you don't feel sick. It's more like you're trying to find a better excuse that sounds better to them so they don't take it so personal. And once you get over that, I think that's the huge game changer of just like, no, I want to sit on my couch tonight. Yeah. I'm sorry that you want to go out. I know that Stephanie still wants to go out with you tonight. So have fun with her. That was you know, me I just need to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's a great example, actually. So the other night I went to go visit Lindsay at work. I wanted to get out of the house. I wanted to go do something fun. I wanted to, you just see her. And so I kept trying to entice Kendall and mm-hmm. I was like, Kendall, like, come have one drink with me. Like, come see Lindsay at work. Like, come enjoy it. Blah, blah, blah. Kendall was like, no. I'm going to well, I flat out was like, no guys. I just got to the gym. Yeah. Like, and it was one of those things. Like, yeah. Well, I also cleaned that night too. And it was just one of those things. I felt like a loser because I was like, I know like I'm going to the gym and stuff on a fucking Saturday night. But like, it was like one of those things. Like I knew if I, that was like one of my plans for the day and I did all work stuff on Saturday and had op time. But I was like, okay, if I don't do this, like, It was like kind of like a mental health thing. Like it's if I don't work out, yeah. yeah. I was trying to make you come on Friday night and I was like texting oh, yeah. you and I was like, hey, come tonight instead. Da, 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 that, yeah. That's what I thought was the plan. <laughs> what happened Friday? I, w- I don't, I don't know. She literally Friday. just was like, yeah, oh. no, I think tomorrow. 
Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, because it was like- Oh, because Friday I got stuck on the computer editing all my fitness website stuff. So I got like in a spiral of that. And then all of a sudden it was like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, I have not left my chair. I should probably (laughs) go to bed or do something else. That's what I felt like. Yeah, and then it started raining continuously. So then I was like, I don't really feel like going to the bar tonight. You're probably good. Your liver is saved. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like people pleasing is probably an ever, never ending- goal to try to stop doing I mean it's kind of a fine line between you're trying to be a good human and not compromising yourself you know but I think like again at the end of the day whatever feels good to you is what you should honor so yeah cheers to that cheers if you guys have any good um you know stopping the people pleasing tips (laughs) feel free to uh you know go in our instagram DM us. We did get two, and both of them pretty much just said, fuck what others think. That was really what it Ooh, said. Oh, I like that. So, that like was, that energy. Period. It's like, you're right. Do you, boo boo. Yeah. And they are do you, boo boo type of people. So, okay. <laughs> we're See? not great. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Feel, create a life that feels nourishing. That's like my 2023 motto. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. people pleasing does not fucking go in there. So, <laughs> I think it's checked off. <laughs> Cross the fuck out. Yeah. Yeast. Along with dating. Yeast. Yeast. Yeah, it's not along with dating. <laughs> Fuck boys. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Bye. Bye.